0: Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the Great American RV Adventure into Stress Less Camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations, and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress less camping.
1: Welcome to the campfire.
0: I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. I'm Bill.
2: And we are three Three. (laughs) travelers...
1: Who travel part time in small trailers? Looking
2: to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, discounts.
1: (laughs) We are so happy that we are joined by Bill. We are so sad that this is the last evening together with Bill. We've been on a
0: epic, (laughs) multi-day, multi-week,
1: twenty, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I should have counted the number of days, but anyway, we've been on a Michigan adventure together with bill
2: where were trolls and our we
1: right so as long as we were all sitting around having our last beer together we thought maybe we'd talk about what our trip was like
2: absolutely we met bill last year at the frog rally and then he came and stayed with us for part of the balloon fiesta yes right right at the end and were there other? No, I don't nope. think so. And we then haven't then seen it since Frog, frog Again this year. Yeah, Frog Again no, this no. year.
1: Georgia for FMCA. Oh, right. Yeah, FMCA. I there was one more, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, that was a boondocking adventure.
1: And after we planned this trip and we thought this would be the only time we'd see Bill this year, he decided he's coming back to Bloom Fiesta this coming year, this year, in a couple weeks, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so it won't be that long again before we get to see him in Zappo. But for right now, we're this is our last evening together. We're each heading to our homes for a day or two. To repack and do laundry and then head back out again.
2: One of the things we thought we'd do is talk about this adventure. We have the highlights and all of that from this. Peggy's also been doing a daily blog about this adventure. So that might be worth going back and looking at. So
1: I should know how many days. The 31st was number 13. 14, 15. So it was 16 days altogether.
0: Since the frog rally.
1: Since the Frog Rally. Yeah, just in Michigan.
0: One of the things
2: that we all have in common is that we all have systems designed by ABC Upfitters. Right. Ours was put in by the factory, but Bill sought them out and had his system put in. I met them at
0: the Frog Rally last year, actually, after you guys interviewed them for the podcast. Okay. And they made a pretty impressive proposal. And before I went to Albuquerque last year, they installed... I was their first upfit. So you oh, went, wow.
1: you scheduled it and went home and then stopped on the way back to Albuquerque, is that yeah, right? Yeah,
0: I actually put the trailer in storage in Ohio.
1: Oh, and left it there. For a
0: month. So I didn't have to drive it all the way back to the East Coast and back. So and then I picked it up, stopped in Elkhart, stayed at the Harvest Host, the RV Museum. Oh that's cool. And they did an upfit. I think I was there three days with them. And the systems work great ever since.
2: Yeah, we have been in some really sunny, bright, beautiful spots. And we (laughs) have seen some
1: weather to challenge the solar system. Some days that weren't so good for the solar system. And actually... Well, we have electric now, but the last site we were in, Tony and I had a site that was very, very shady. But we were able to, we had to move sites the second day anyway because of availability. So we moved to like a super exposed sunny site, but Bill got a site for all four days and it was pretty shady. Yeah, Yeah, my
0: trailer was tucked nicely into the shade yeah, back in the it was trees. And yet you still never I went. I left the park after four nights with about 49 48% battery on my battery. Which is
2: really now one of the differences between the way Bills Rockwood is configured and ours is we have a 12 volt fridge which right. is a thirsty bugger.
1: <laughs> and we use Starlink which is also a yeah, thirsty bugger. Yeah, we also have
2: Starlink. So there are two reasons we really like being out in the open but both cases, everything just worked fine, which is pretty typical. So how was the process of getting your trailer upfitted?
0: Oh, it was easy as can be. They had an online form that I filled out. They asked questions. How do you camp? What are you looking for, et cetera? I actually sat with Ben for, on a good half hour and Stacy, and they kind of quizzed me on different things. And they came back by the end of the frog rally, which was a week with the proposal. They gave me detailed blueprints. I have schematics of my entire trailer. Nice. And yeah, it was
2: just easy. (laughs) And that's something that we have said over and over. When you get a system from ABC Upfitters, it just works and we have been proving that. So if you are thinking about getting a solar system or you're solar curious, we can't say enough about ABC Upfitters. We are all proof in the pudding, as it were. <laughs> and you can give Ben and his team and Scott and Stacy and all of them a call at 574-333-3225.
1: Don't worry about writing that down while you're driving. Yeah, it's in, the in the show notes. Yeah, we have links <laughs>
2: in the show notes at StresslessCamping.com.
1: So... How shall we do this? I Should we think- talk about anything we didn't like about this trip first and get that out of the way so we end on a high note? Sure. Cuz we don't want to accidentally at the very end go, "Yeah, but there was a day that I didn't like." <laughs> okay. And I don't think there's a lot to say about this, no, but was- but I know that you have Right. Well, I am something. very
2: affected by weather and the drainy drizzly the drainy <laughs> drizzly muck did bum me out where I was like, you know, it's August, and it's all drainy and (laughs) drizzly. You should leave that in. (laughs) And it's all rainy and drizzly, and my expectation is, hey, it's summer, it's sunny. Yeah. And it was not. And that's just not something I'm used to, and it bummed me out, and I was like, yeah, this is kind of stinky. But So, like,
1: on day six, he wanted to just... And, head and back go to new home. mexico <laughs>
2: yeah, i was ready i was like ah oh, i've had enough of this it was sandy and muddy in that campsite and it was like "Ugh, we're just tracking mud in and blah I can't go outside but
1: you know what the next day it got sunny yeah, it was all nice and so we had a great day and you know that's why we have two brooms and a vacuum <laughs> yeah that's
2: true it's not just for flying
1: Actually, we don't have a vacuum with us right now, but we do have three brooms, I realize.
2: Well, we also have three vacuums, and all of those are at home, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of things, including, I'm thinking about you, my buddy Mike Sokol, including my electrical multimeter, Uh, (laughs) which I have three of those, too, and guess where all three of them are back in New Mexico.
1: right? Bill, did you have anything that you, like, wish could have been better, or... (laughs) I
2: can only say the
0: one... I really liked our uh, campground in Ypsilanti,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: but I got bit by mosquitoes on my ankle, and it took a week and a half for them Hell to go yeah. away. That oh, was tough. that's yeah.
2: right. Yeah. Well, now we are sitting in our Lippert picnic portable gazebo because of mosquitoes, and it's a great way to eliminate those. And we talked about this last week, so I don't want to do it again, but this thing has been it's very easy and fast to set up and it's been a really great addition to our camping repertoire.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we have I got to say one of the one of the best things. I know we're supposed to start with the bad, but one of the best things was that Bill did such an amazing job yeah. of organi you know like kind of coming up with ideas and thinking about the things to see at each stop and knowing how many nights to stop. And that's usually my job. And really, every time Bill said, well, how about if we go here? I said, okay, I'm signing up. (laughs) Yeah.
2: To that, I want to add, typically what Peggy and I do is we'll do two or three nights and then sometimes a very long day of driving, yeah. And then maybe a short day the next day. This was all. I don't think we ever went more than 150
0: miles About in 150 a day. About 150 each time. Yep. Yeah, kept it short because yeah. this way we had time in the morning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Get
0: there, not in a rush. And we I always liked stayed that a yeah. lot. That made it real easy.
1: We always stayed at least two nights, so it made taking the tent out and popping it up and getting the nice chairs out and sitting outside. These are some things that Tony and I, if we're like getting somewhere when we travel, we blast through and we're one night, one night, one night, one night, one night, one Which night. Which is and somewhat we don't, how
2: we're going back. And we don't do yeah, all these too. things. Yeah.
1: And we don't sit around a campfire and have a beer together. We don't use the tent. So that's been... Again, wrong wrong part of the conversation, but I just had to throw that in there because it was really terrific.
2: And something we learned about the tent at the last site... We all went out on a day of sailing, <laughs> and we came back, and our tent had moved, and I was bragging about the lag bolts that we used to hold the tent in, and we did go to the local hardware store and buy significantly longer lag bolts.
1: Yeah, about as long as the three tent stakes that our neighbor put in the, <laughs> in the gazebo yeah, so it wouldn't fly away while we were gone. Yeah,
2: people have been super nice, yes. including that dude who staked our tent down after it was blown around in, in front of our camper right. while we weren't there for right. the day. right so let's start with things we saw that were absolute highlights and i will let bill
0: start any favorite things that stick out from this trip well i i have to say the henry ford museum it just it was incredible the collection and greenfield village you're able to walk around and like see the wright brothers shop and things like that it was quite a collection more than i expected
2: and that was a day that we stayed back and worked but we, we had did been that there. last year yeah so. we did that last year and i boy that you're right i still can remember walking around in there and we rode around in a model t and you're yeah. right the henry ford if you have a chance to go to michigan and go to that don't don't miss it it's fantastic
1: yeah so that doesn't get to be our highlight this time because <laughs> no. we didn't get to do it this time What's your absolute favorite? Well, it was
2: two. I mean, two really stick out, but there were a, a number of them. So, I mean, every
1: day, right? It was right? a great day. Well,
2: that it didn't rain. Every
1: day that it didn't, yeah, rain, that it a it didn't rain Well,
2: that day we went on the shipwreck tour. Yeah. I yes. love that. And one of the things we saw was like an entire ship under the water. And so we're in this glass bottom boat floating around or, well, you know, driving around on the water and you look down and you can see like an entire sunken ship. And I think the draft on that boat was like four feet and the ship was like six, six feet, feet underwater. underwater so so it, was it was right really there. close. Yeah. And the water coming from other places, the water here is so amazingly clear. Mm-hmm. So you can totally see the boat. And then we saw a second boat that they had, it, I guess it was sticking out of the water in the past, so they blew it up. <laughs> and so we would go like over the debris field, including Captain John Johnson's John.
1: That's right. The toilet and bathtub were That's just right. barely exposed. Yeah, so that they were was just funny. out there.
2: And the way they did this shipwreck tour boat, there were... A bunch of viewing stations. So that it wasn't like you were crowded and, you know, like, oh, I can't mm-hmm. see because someone's in my way. It was really well done. Right. By the way, you just heard Zappo. that was Zappos. Zappos here with us too. <laughs> Bill's dog. So that was a highlight. And then the thing I can never remember the name of, Kitchen. Hey, you can't
1: talk about that. That's my Chippy. favorite. Okay. <laughs>
2: <Dial>. <laughs> but other things, like I love Ridiculous Roadside Americana. Oh, gosh. And uh, what was
1: that? Laken in the Land. Laken in Laken Laken Laken. Land.
2: This dude, like who must be a welder and also an artist, made like this whole drive-through or walk-through collection of metal stuff. And it was a bit he definitely has opinions about things which is sure good.
1: there was some things that were not at all political like yeah. flowers that said happy mother's day but there were some things that were taking a stance on some things yeah but...
2: or the slot machine that actually worked <laughs> yeah kinda, that sorta. was fun so it was that was neat and then where was that place the Uper tourist trap
1: oh yeah the Uper's tourist trap
2: Uper's tourist trap where you would stick your head in different things or they had all this weird stuff. Yeah, it was just
1: I, goofy yard art. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But like, you know, these people went above and beyond on the yard art, including <laughs> yeah. an outhouse where you could stick your head through the business hole. That's there. right. Those are my favorite things. But I guess I was going to steal yours. So
1: <laughs> so mine was the Kitch Itty Teepee. No, Kitsch Itty Teepee. Hey, Macarena? I feel like Teepee's wrong. It was the big spring. That's right. And it is a spring coming up through limestone and it's natural, but it's like 10,000 gallons a minute. Minute? I want to say a minute. Yeah. Every minute, every day, all the time. So like a mat, like I can't even think of how much water that is. And then there's an outlet. It's kind of a river that goes to another lake, which eventually empties into Lake Superior. So... I guess that's why it doesn't overflow. But it's the water is so crystal clear. It's incredible. The thing is like forty five feet deep and we looked down and it looked like it was the same two foot distance to like it was to the shipwrecks. It was just so clear and beautiful. We saw the cup that someone had dropped the day before <laughs> and the the ranger that was driving So you can actually drive it yourself, and I don't mean drive really. It's on a cable, so you can release the the catch, the brake, or whatever, and then turn the wheel, and it drives across the cable and then drives back. But that morning, there was a ranger there, and at first I was like, oh, darn, we don't get to drive it. But then he was so full of information that we wouldn't have gotten otherwise. So it was really good.
2: So this thing that she's talking about, it's I guess you'd call it a boat because it floats, but again... You look through; it's got a glass bottom, and right. you look down on this spring and see the water bubbling up and and all of that, and the clarity.
1: Actually, I don't even think it was a glass bottom. I think it was it might just, have just open been a hole. Yeah, just yeah. a hole in the middle,
0: donut, donut, yeah, just a yeah, like a square donut. Yeah, square donut boat.
1: boat. Yeah. <laughs> and so you could just look down, and then to me it was pretty amazing that it was that there were fish. And he said there's only half a dozen fish or something, but they stock it sometimes yeah, they and stock put more. Them. So they're like trout that are aged out a little bit so they just go there as their like retirement home or something well but the
2: weird thing is because that water source is so sulfur rich i guess that whole spring is very sulfur rich
1: right right so so you cannot you absolutely are not allowed to swim or fish or boat or drink drink that water (laughs) but it was just Seeing the, you could see in a few places where the water was bubbling up through the loose limestone and just a big old cloud of mud, but it was so still that once you moved, you know, a foot away, it was again crystal clear and you couldn't see that cloud of dust anymore. Yeah,
2: it would, that was neat. That was one of my favorites. Yeah,
1: so that was just a really, just, I think I could just sit there and watch that water for hours. It was just so lovely.
2: Any other big highlights?
1: Any of y'all?
0: Are we going to talk about food? or are we? Well, to we the are food to food. going to be <laughs> a <separate> <laughs> <section>. <laughs> Food and beer.
1: I mean, we did do activities pretty much every day, either driving to a new site or going out and exploring. And that was, I think, it was just fantastic. Like I said, we have a bad habit of getting to a place and then just working. Yeah. And so. Actually, going out and sightseeing was, was a highlight yeah, to me. That was super awesome.
0: Yeah. Marquette was a f- nice visit with the big ore dump.
1: Oh thing. yeah, and that's the right. And oh yeah, that was the big boat. The ore dock.
2: <laughs> yeah, that ore dock was super neat. Where they bring a train on this pretty high up ore dock, <laughs> and then there's a big either ship or a I think they're barges, and they dump the ore down. We saw the train coming, but then. We went back, and they had already done their dumping.
1: We saw the boat in place, and we drove by once, and there wasn't a train. We drove by again. There was a train.
2: Drove by a third time. Train was empty. Train was empty.
1: <laughs> but we, we were kind of hoping that we'd be there just in time to watch. The, you know, I guess I guess the ore carts, way up high, drop into a, a bin, and then from that bin, some like channels flop down and though and, yeah, the, like, and the oar writes um, yeah. down those channels onto the boat. And that's that part we didn't get to see. We were kinda hoping that we'd time it just right, but we did not see that happen.
2: That's the fact, Jack. But yeah, that was cool too. Okay, so you had brought up food.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately I think, we, had unfortunately, some great I think food. we we were
2: talking about this tonight at dinner and I think we all kinda have the same places. <laughs> but Bill since you did the research go go for it well
0: i'll start with the one that i suggested which was slab town burgers oh my yeah. god that was in traverse, traverse city, city in slab town area of traverse city and the burger i had was a punji, which was a burger stuffed with cream cheese bacon and jalapenos oh yeah man. and man was that a great burger
2: yeah I had just I think they called it classic or American and it was a burger stuffed with cheese and it's just the stuff you expect on a hamburger but they make their own fries I love French fries (laughs) and the Slabtown fries are every bit as good as the Incredible burger. I mean, the food was so good. And it's just a little place.
1: Yeah, a little tiny place. It was one of those drizzly days and we oh, didn't yeah. think we were going to find oh, seating yeah. inside. We were kind of standing around like, "What are we going to do?" And then a couple of guys that were sitting at a table right there said, "Hey, we're done, so you can take the spot." So we did. And I had the big blue and stuffed into my burger was a mixture of cream cheese and blue cheese and bacon. And oh boy. <laughs> Oh, if you oh haven't boy. guessed
0: they're stuffed burgers
1: and bill can you i know that you told us what is slabtown? what does that mean
0: so slabtown town was an area that was built by the lumberjacks i guess people who worked at the woodmills and slabs were like the leftover
1: oh. off the outside and they built
0: their houses out of that
1: out of this so that became That's
0: okay slab town
2: and okay. this little burger place was pretty small. Not a lot of seating indoors. Typically they have a lot of, out, well, a decent amount of outdoor seating. But another thing that I thought was neat is you know, a lot of times you go to these places and they're either affiliated with Coke or Pepsi. This was all local soda pop yes. or what do they call it? Pop here. <laughs> or soda, whatever yeah, it was you a call local, it. it.
1: It was a local brand called mm, I want to say Northern or North something.
0: Northwood maybe. Northwood
1: maybe. And they had all these great flavors so tony tony did like a flight yeah. but just in one cup he got a couple ounces of one and then he went back yeah, and I got couldn't a couple <laughs> ounces not of not try them all and so i did try
2: <laughs> them all and they were all it's so refreshing i'm not a big soda person but it's so nice to a support a local business and b try something new i mean that's you know like One of the reasons we like to travel is to taste stuff we haven't tasted before. Right, right. So we tasted sodas we haven't tasted before. And that was... Yeah, that that whole slab town, that might have been the best... That might have been my favorite too, maybe.
0: I think that was my favorite meal we've had.
1: I, yeah, I, yeah, that was a, the best burger certainly in oh, in yeah, a long without time. A doubt. But you know those sandwiches at Market oh, Twenty Two, I think those were a definite second place or first place if you're not counting, you know, whatever. They were right up there. Every, we got. You guys had Rubens yes, I think my both Reuben of you. Awesome. Oh
2: my gosh and, you were so oh good. Oh my
1: goodness those sandwiches were so terrific. Yeah. And that was just a
2: total like serendipity find, right? Yeah, a
1: lot of I think for the most part like I said Bill, you know, said oh we should while we're in this area we should go, you know, see the shipwreck tour or we should but not necessarily planning out food. He had heard of a couple places that we looked up and tried. But kind of when we all said, "Hey, is it almost time to get a meal, I'd just get out my phone and look for lunch and look for something with high stars and we have to talk about pasties right
0: i guess we
1: do i mean we're in I michigan mean, yeah. we're in the like up some everyone told us we had to try them we tried them in two different places
0: upper peninsula and, upper the lower. and
1: lower and when we were in the lower peninsula and we got them we got gravy and so everyone knew that we were being trolls because right. only the lower peninsula has gravy however when we were in munising and we got off the shipwreck tour we did go get pasties and they had gravy. So we did get yeah. gravy there too. It wasn't, it wasn't, it's not only a Maine, Michigan, Southern Michigan thing. Hey,
2: Michigan. Just FYI, you can put spice in your food. Don't feel bad about that.
1: <laughs> so yeah, the first place I'm going to say the reason I liked it better is their pie, their dough, their pasty. Oh yeah, it was, was super. It was super,
0: like a pie super dough. Super
1: good. It was really, really good. Yeah, it
0: was a much better dough. The other one was more like a croissant was dough almost. And yeah. thinner.
1: Yeah, it wasn't. There wasn't as much to it. And really, I mean, a pasty is like some hamburger and some chopped up potato and rutabaga and carrot. And salt and pepper, I guess, as an I don't afterthought. Know.
0: It didn't seem like they <laughs> I were... I think the salt, salt came from the gravy.
2: I think you're right, <laughs> yeah. because they were... I was like, oh, these are not... They're very, very bland to me.
1: Yeah, they were... But
2: I'm the guy who likes the green chili bacon, so... Right, right. By the way, it's, it's spelled pasties. It is.
1: It and is spelled pasties. And it's spelled, spelled
2: Mackinac.
1: <laughs>
2: Michigan, you can also, like, say things So when we catch ourselves spelled.
1: and say Mackinac... Uh-oh... <laughs> That's because we're seeing it in our minds with the ending with a C. We yeah. did spend a day on Mackinac Island. That was we did. fun.
2: That was where we got the fudge.
1: That's right. So, Mackinac Island, for whatever reason, is like famous for fudge. Even in LA at the LA County Fair, we'd see Mackinac yeah, Island fudge. Yeah, they had fudge. Mackinac
2: Island fudge there. Well, we also say, went on like Fudge Day. Like it was the. Oh,
1: yeah. It was Fudge Festival Day. Yeah. Fudge Festival. Right. There's about seven to 10 companies, and there's like 13 stores because yeah, of few of those stores have two stores. And the experiences were different. You know, of course, the fudge was different and everybody's going to have their favorite. But the experiences were so different. When we went to Joanne's Fudge, which was like our first stop, they were so friendly and so nice and so accommodating and they gave us a taste of you know yeah, like everything we, we asked for tony said you're gonna get tired and kick us out and she said no tell me what you want to taste and we did buy fudge there a couple of the other stores we walked in and they're like do you want a box of fudge or not
2: yeah i mean it was, the customer <laughs> service experience was so different like some of them They were so great. Well, that Joanne's was... Yeah. And that was also, coincidentally, where my favorite fudge was. That is. It was, oh, so good.
1: And that also is where the woman who won the contest and got to be a fudge flipper or whatever it's called, right? fudge maker or whatever. She was there on the big marble tables helping stir and flop the fudge so that it cooled properly. It's
2: interesting how they make this because there's a big copper kettle Yeah, and they melt, I guess, sugar and butter and cream and whatever flavorings and uh, they, uh, sorry, I just saw a squirrel, literally, <laughs> I literally just saw a squirrel and it distracted
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> My word. <laughs> squirrel. I was just waiting for Zappo to react. <laughs> and, right, <telling> and instead <laughs> it was me.
2: <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, so they Boil, I guess, all this in a copper kettle. And then they have these big marble slabs and they put a metal square on the table and pour it out, which keeps it from running over the edge. And then they have these big wooden shoving things and they keep flipping it and flipping it, flipping it until it gets firm and bing, bang, boom. You got yourself some fudge, son.
1: Form it into a big old log and then slice it up. Yeah. Yeah, So we did. I mean... I think there was maybe only one other place that even offered a sample. Oh, there were samples sitting in little cups at the back of one of the stores. So we tried it. It was okay. But again, nobody really like made us want to buy fudge. And there was one other notable place. We didn't go into the place. It was in a hotel, which also had a restaurant, which apparently also makes fudge. And there was like a Barker out there on the sidewalk. She was fantastic. Yeah. She's was like, who wants was some fudge? We got great fudge. Like Come and try the fudge. Somewhere from
2: one of the Caribbean islands. I'd and say, yeah. And she's like, you know, just out there. First was fudge samples. Then we went by later and she was. Uh, she
1: was showing us the dinner samples, which was, uh, I think, some kind of seafood or something. No, it was Mexican. Oh it was or, well, Mexican night. You're right. Yep.
2: The weird thing about Mackinac Island to me is no cars. Like no the only motorized vehicle on there I think is the ambulance.
1: And we did not and see boats.
2: that. No, we didn't see that, which is a good we thing. We saw
1: horses towing carriages and we saw bicycles galore, including a bicycle towing a bicycle that was had a flat tire. Yeah, it was so a, so a bicycle the tow truck. Tow truck. <laughs> was a bicycle. Even the Man who picks up after the horses was on a bicycle with a trash bin on the back. Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) I guess for him, business is always picking up. Always picking up. And that
1: was, I
0: enjoyed going out to... Mackinac Island. More food. I gotta gotta interrupt.
1: Oh, yes, please. desserts
0: count, we've gone on to fudge. Oh, yeah. And I had some really great ice cream. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh,
1: gosh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Moomers. Moomers? Yeah.
0: Yeah, we ate that twice. (laughs) Yeah, the first (laughs) one. Mackinac Island was the one. The
1: second one was Mackinac Island, but we first had it in Traverse City, which I'm Thinking was the first store. I don't know if I got yeah, that I story Yeah, I think so. Right. I think
0: that's like the original. And
1: that is that is one place that Bill said, there's food I've heard of. We have to try. And we should. Sure <laughs> and boy, did. it was,
2: oh, that ice cream was so good. Yeah. Yes.
1: What did I have? You had. I know I
2: didn't have any sea salt caramel. You did not
1: have any sea salt caramel because you went coffee. in the store. No. Oh, yeah, they didn't have... Oh,
2: gosh. (laughs) We asked
1: for... We we wanted a cup of coffee. It was our time to have afternoon coffee. And Tony said, Do you have just coffee? And she says, Yes. So she hands us two scoops of coffee ice cream. Just coffee ice cream. And we said, No, no, no. We just wanted coffee. So while Bill was getting his cherries moobily...
0: Cherries moobily, yes.
1: Yeah. We ran across the street where they did have coffee. And Tony was in the store so long that I finished my salted caramel... And then he came out and finished his butter pecan, but he did not get a taste of mine because yeah, I did Yeah, the idea wait. was
2: I was going to get to try the salted <laughs> caramel, and I did not. You did not.
1: So you got it at Mackinac Island. Yeah, I
2: got it at Mackinac Island. So there.
1: And that's when I got Cherry's mobilee because that looked so good. And what it did you hard. get?
2: I think I got salted caramel.
0: <laughs> I think you're right. I think you did. Yeah.
2: I guess it's like the merry-go-round. It just came round.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was good. I have another dessert. Oh. Yeah. Some of the best cookies I've ever had. Oh, oh. gosh. Made by monks you're right. at, from the yeah. jam pot. Yeah, we should talk about the jam pot. Yeah. Again, it's the place I heard of, and we said we got to go by, and Peggy made sure we found it.
1: <laughs> I did a lot of the navigating so that Bill could drive. And- oh, it
0: was much easier as a solo driver, having somebody... To look at the maps and pick out restaurants <laughs> at a lot less fast food. Yeah, I don't
2: think we did any fast food.
1: No, I no. tried to avoid it. The only time was that day that Tony said, or maybe Bill said, I heard of a great place that had burgers. And I looked at the map and I said, oh yeah, this Burger King? No, 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 that's not it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it only had two stars. That many? <laughs> but Jam Pot is a bakery, mm-hmm. I guess. They sell jam, obviously. It's run by monks. I think it's been there for like over a hundred years, in kind of the middle of nowhere, yeah. upper yes. peninsula yeah. of Michigan, and actually the Keweenaw Peninsula, so even further up than kind That's of right. the, the, upper the main part, part of or the of upper, upper of the upper <laughs> peninsula. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the the, you, upper the peninsula. super uper duper. <laughs> and you know, I've heard stories of lines out the door and. There was a constant crowd while we were there and we yeah. got there in the morning.
1: We got there not long after peanut they opened.
0: I had not a peanut butter and jelly brownie oh, oh my cookies. gosh that was yes. so good. yeah, <laughs> good stuff.
2: Yeah that was good and we bought peanut butter oatmeal raisin cookies. And even though raisins really don't belong in cookies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you these were just great.
1: Tony's been really dying to get some maple syrup while we are up here. Yeah, because
2: we keep seeing maple syrup from up here. So we so got, got did. a
1: jar of maple syrup. We got some jam, of course, because we were at the jam pot. And we got the brownie to share. And while we were sharing the brownie, Bill said... Wow, these cookies sure are good. So we ran back inside and got some cookies, too. Yeah, I, I went back in and got a bag of cookies.
2: And I'm like, oh, you have cookies? He goes, yeah, these weren't here when you were at the register last. I'm like,
1: okay,
2: well, I'm going to get some. And I did. Then we just got fudge again, which we haven't tried yet.
1: That's right. We got a sample. We were in Calumet. And that's just a little bit north of where we're staying in Hancock, which is just on the other side of the... Keweenaw, uh, not peninsula, the Keweenaw Waterway from Houghton or Houghton, which is where I can
2: see people from Michigan, Michigan are like, What in the world what is are wrong talking with about you people?
1: Michigan Tech. So it's a college school. Yeah, we saw people rushing. We did. There was, yeah. a,
2: there was like a kiddie pool out in front of the frat houses, or might have been a sorority house. I don't know. There was a big kiddie pool and a bunch of people in it.
1: Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so there was a a gift shop there and we were sitting and having a sandwich and i kept seeing people go in and go in and go in and yeah it was like I that was like, cave it on looks,
2: gilligan's island yeah, where people like never this, come out
1: it looked like this tiny little store and people kept going in and not coming out i'm like where are they going well we went in and it turns out that all three storefronts on that whole block were all connected yeah so we walked through all three stores and in the back tony found a fudge uh, yeah some guys <laughs> who made
2: fudge so that was more fudge we had to have and we, we have to. not tasted it yet we
1: we haven't. Like, we hadn't three minutes ago, and we still have it now. <laughs> so you guys also did kind of a little bit of a beer tour while you were I here. I don't know if
2: you would call it a little bit. <laughs> we had a couple of beers every night, and they were all from local breweries. Yeah. Yep. Or we went and got the beer there. Yeah. That, I started with Goshen. Yeah, at it the did.
0: Frog Rally. Yeah, at, at the, the Goshen, Goshen Brewery.
1: Brewery. Right, yeah. That's yeah. the one that we started Touring well because we went there all, I think
2: three times because we
1: had all been there last year for Frog we'd been in the area so you know we've talked a lot already about the the donuts that are called Amish Crack oh and gosh, the local yeah. food there and Chipshawana. so we weren't really going to throw that in but really yeah the beer tour started in Goshen
2: so that was. At least for me, one of my top beers was the... The Concussed. Concussed. For, yes. Oh, gosh. That was a great IPA. In fact, we
0: have two left. I have one. <laughs> oh, you, you yeah. have...
2: Maybe we each have one. But we bought a lot of that when we were there. Because it was really... If you're ever in Goshen, which I realize is in Indiana and we're talking Michigan. <laughs> but if you're ever in Goshen, go to Goshen Brewery. And if you like
0: beer. If you don't like beer, then go wherever the heck you want.
1: <laughs> Where else? What else?
0: The next brewery was Frankenmuth yeah yes which was a cool city
2: yeah it's like a german bavarian-ish city where we even had german food yeah which was okay Mm -hmm. it was just having eaten my share and your share and everyone else's share german food growing up yeah it was it was okay yeah it was (laughs) it
0: wasn't as good as the german food we had
2: in other places yeah
1: not as good as that second place yeah Yeah. where
2: they had proper spätzle
1: yeah
0: yes
2: it was very good but that was frankenmuth brewery right which is that the oldest brewery microbrewery in the u.s or something like that
0: yeah i think that's what they said oldest either michigan or the u.s yeah and it was they had quite a collection of a, a beer big collection yeah and so what did you get i got a frankenmuth lager which we were calling the brown can <laughs> yeah <laughs> and brick house
2: oh, brick house was one of my favorites i like
0: i actually like the lager a lot too with both of the frankenmuths the two that I got I liked a lot
2: and the two that I got I didn't like as much I mean they weren't bad but one was Oktoberfest and one was like a honey wheat it was okay
1: I have to make sure we're clear we didn't eat at the Frankenmuth brewery no, no. that's we correct we ate at Bavarian Inn or something like Bavarian that yeah. Inn, yes. and then we yeah. walked over to the brewery so so if you have been to Frankenmuth brewery and had the best food you've ever had <laughs> Don't be confused by us. Right. We did not eat. No, half we did not eat there.
2: What we did do in Frankenmuth, though, was go to the world's largest Christmas stuff store. Oh
1: gosh, it is. Yes. it's that's like huge. <laughs> wonderful.
2: Yeah, it's all <laughs> ornaments and
1: mostly ornaments, but a lot of other things and you know giant polar bears and yeah. you know, all Long kinds of ornaments things.
0: and yeah, Christmas and trees, yeah. fake Christmas trees that up to like 15 feet tall. Yeah, it's like a fake Christmas forest. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and they had like a whole cabinet or whatever section for let's see, for pets, one for travel, one for nurses, one for teachers. One, yeah. You know, and every one of those was had like fifty different kinds. One for rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, you, and
2: then they also had people that are making custom ones, so you could go uh-huh. in and they would make one Get your for name you. Put on yeah, one your name or, or whatever.
1: And the same with stockings. They had stockings yeah, that you could right. have embroidered or whatever. Yeah. So that was a fun stop.
2: Any other pop
0: out memories, recollections? It was a beautifully landscaped town
1: it was Frank and oh, Muth, when Frank we walked and Muth, up and
0: down that was, there yeah. was so
1: many flowers it was gorgeous, gorgeous it was like gorgeous. being in germany yeah
0: it was beautiful back to beer i think the next beer we got was quinoa That was good too. Yeah, I got a six pack at the supermarket that that has like one of each flavor. Right. (laughs) And it was like, pick which one you want. Just pick one. (laughs) I had a Black Widow, I think. It's a a black
2: IPA. Mm
0: -hmm. That was really good. I really liked it. And Mm -hmm. the couple I had were citrus. Hmm. I had wow. one that was tangerine and
1: interesting.
2: Hmm. You're gonna have to drink one of the last concuss to make up for that. <laughs>
1: right? <laughs>
0: I have a, two brick houses too. Oh, oh man, yeah. That <laughs> Maybe was... we can work out a trade.
1: <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm good
0: with that. I do want to remind people
2: every day. Peggy has been doing a compendium of what we've seen and done and with the links and notes and right. just all of that exactly. geology
1: rather than our crazy back and forth free form as we like to do talking that was actually one day one post so each day i did just with kind pictures. of a, yeah you can
2: see what we what saw we did that day so i had zero input on the planning i just <laughs> my job was to point the schnoz of the ram wherever I was told and not crash. And that's what I did. But Bill was the primary planner and then Peggy helped a lot.
1: As I said, I usually use the Trip Wizard and plan our trips and decide how far we're gonna go and where we're gonna stop. Bill was so terrific, so before I could get to it, he'd say, okay, well, what about this being the next stop? (laughs) And we were sharing our Trip Wizard planners back and forth and then he also had a spreadsheet that he made of, while we're in Frankenmuth, we have to see these things. And while we're at Mackinac Island, we should make sure to get this fudge and things like that. So that was, again, very, very helpful for us to, you know, make sure we stayed enough days to see all the things and make sure we saw all the things in the days we had.
0: Going back and forth, I think in on one night or maybe two sessions, just texting back and forth. Yeah, and, yeah. Okay, Let's go to this campground. How's this one looking? We were trying to find and we made reservations for... This site is
1: next to that site. I'm booking this one. You get that one. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And I think we did really good with campsites. This one was a little tough for me to back into. Oh, it was tight. And your first site in mucining was tough, but then you got the perfect site. Yeah.
1: Munising. Yeah, I think that... (laughs) Catch that fly, Zappo. When we decided that this last stop would be our stop, I went ahead and looked online, and you know, I've gotten better about remembering to look for sunshine, but I knew we'd have electricity, so that wasn't such a thing, but looking for northern exposure so that we can get our Starlink to work you know it was just a cartoon map and i thought that i picked the best northern exposure and not only did i not do that but i picked the two smallest tightest sites in the whole camp i think we've been (laughs) we've been fine
2: with the starlink it's been it's been good
1: it's just something that i'm just learning still
2: right but we i need to do an article about it but we've put the starlink on a camco flagpole and it's been way high up which is a little bit entertaining (laughs) but yeah the rv trip wizard i mean it's been i presume a great planning tool for yep
0: yeah Yeah. the distances that's why we had reasonable drives
1: and that's one of the things i like about the trip wizard is i can say i want to drive between 100 and 200 miles a day and it will give me rings that show me where that ends and so and then being able to share i tried to share a trip wizard map with someone who doesn't use it and they weren't able to get it but being able to share the map was really helpful
0: yeah i got your map and then Uh kind of put my input and found things to do by. yeah so that's a great a great
1: thing about trip wizard if you are trying to travel with someone else and you're both using it you can share the same trip and it makes it so much easier and then finding campgrounds from there
2: you can read reviews of campgrounds there's a lot of things yes. so it's it's worth trying and if you'd like to try RV Trip Wizard you can do so we have a link on our show notes where you can try it for free i recommend if you another thing you can do the size of your rig so if you're with a small rig or a large rig right. or whatever you can input that and that way you don't be on uh, youtube's 11 foot, <laughs> 11 8, foot 8 channel ch-
1: yeah So I used a feature that I hadn't used before, and this time I've been recording the prices of each of the campgrounds that we're staying at, which it has. It has a a pretty good gas. You know, it'll tell you, if you tell it your mileage and your tank size, it'll tell you on the map, you're probably about ready to put gas in the car, truck, whatever. We usually fill up before that or like we did while we're sitting still, we each run out and fill the tanks with gas so we don't have to worry about it in the morning. But having that kind of a little reminder, like, oh, we need to build in X amount of time for putting gas in the truck today.
2: It's a great tool. So if you are planning to do a travel, whether it's with someone else or just all by yourself or whatever, we recommend giving RV Trip Wizard a try.
1: So today being our last day, We did a really fun activity, too, and we went on the tour of the Quincy Mine that's here in Hancock, Michigan. We tried to go yesterday, but we found out that it is a, you know, of all the other things, everywhere it said, oh, get there early or do this or do that because of the crowds. We've really been super lucky, I think, with crowds. Even today, like it was a full tour, but it wasn't a crowded tour. So thinking about doing it yesterday and they said no, we're full today, so we made our reservation for today and we went on the tour of the Quincy Mine and with that tour you also can include going to the other location to the smelting facility.
2: At one point the Quincy Mine was the largest copper mine in the world. And some of the copper they pulled out was like basically pure, right?
0: Yeah, they just pulled it out of ground. They yeah, just had to melt it.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. And so copper's all over the place here. And we bought some copper souvenirs and such. But you guys went under. I did not go because my back was hurting. So Peggy and Bill went on the mine tour. It was an underground operation. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so it was the, cold. It was cold. It's 43 degrees there all the time. The Unfortunately, the tram that rides you down the side of the hill broke you yesterday or the day before so we were in a bus which was fine but we did a little bit of you know we saw some of the buildings up at the top and then rode the bus down and went underground it was far right like we walked a mile I'd say at least yeah
0: it's, at <laughs> one point halfway through the tunnel that we walked there's this blue light he goes and he stops and he goes you're now crossing the highway you drove in on that's yeah, <laughs> And it was kind of weird that it was...
1: That we were under, And then we
0: walked another half a mile.
1: Yeah. Bill and I were talking about, like, it's weird to think, like, when you're up on the top of the ground, you don't necessarily think about all the things that are going on underneath. And, you know, like right now, we might be sitting on a mine shaft because <laughs> they're everywhere, right? Yeah.
2: I mean, it's amazing what they pulled out of the ground here.
1: And then we were talking about, you know, like in cities, how there's... Multiple subway levels right. in New York and things like that. And when you're just driving around down the street, you don't think about all the <laughs> structure that's below you. It's kind of weird. Yeah,
2: well, You've got to think there's sewer and water even right. there, but that mine.
0: It was unbelievable. He had a model of the Empire State Building, yes. and it was like four or five of them deep. Oh, wow! And man. just like some of the areas were just like big, empty They had a name, but I don't remember, areas in the mine that they crossed multiple levels. Like we were on level seven. You could see up to level six. Yeah. You know, a hundred feet up or however. And it was a little scary. Yeah, this
2: was a happen in town for mining in the early, I think, right about at the turn of the previous century for about 1900 to 1912. Although the mine kept going till the 70s.
0: And it started just before the Civil War is when they really first started. Yeah. And actually, Houghton, the name of the town, was when Michigan became a state, he was like the mineral guy, and he came up hmm. and figured out that we should do mines here. Dig here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're actually using our weekly gadget today because it's, <laughs> it's a little still today.
2: The first night you brought the little Ryobi fan out, and I'm like, oh, I have those. And we got them out, and we... Well, so if you don't know, Ryobi makes all kinds of power tools for work, but they have some really neat gadgets that we bring camping with us. And among those are the little Ryobi battery-powered fans, and they can clip to stuff like awnings which is where we had it until we got the tent or (laughs) tables or chairs or we put ours on our bedside because we like the breeze they're little fans and you can move the head around so they can point up point down point front point back and gosh the batteries last forever yeah it's amazing how long long they last
1: if we just use them overnight on warm nights Usually we can go two or three nights. We each have one on our side of the bed and we can run them two or three nights before we have to charge that battery again.
2: Every week we ask a question of the week and last week was one near and dear to my heart. Do you bring... I didn't answer it. And that is, by the way, on our newly renamed Stressless Campers facebook group
1: that's right and what was last week's question
2: do you bring a musical instrument with you
1: well since you forgot to write your answer why don't you while i'm trying to get the answers to come up on my facebook why don't you tell us what your answer is
2: right now i have nothing with me which is a there's a lot of stuff we don't have with us that i wish i did the smoker being one but also the washboard and the cajon those things would have been good to bring i i Used to play clarinet, and I still have one. I don't bring that, even though I'm in the Frustrated Maestros, which is a group of FMCA (laughs) people. But one of the things that we used in that post was a photo from last year's Frog Rally.
1: A photo of Rick playing his bagpipe. And he answered. And he did answer. He said, I always bring the bagpipe." So. Rick brings bagpipes. Brenda says her husband brings three guitars and a mini music studio.
2: That's pretty impressive. And here's something. We've known Cheryl for years and years. I did not know her husband, Terry, played keyboard.
1: That's right. They carry a keyboard with them. Shannon doesn't, but she said sometimes her son brings his trumpet. Beverly carries her one-man band. Robin's husband, Richard, brings his guitar. (laughs) Mark, like I... Answered, No, I'm not musically inclined. (laughs) Kathy's husband brings his flute, which that sounds awesome. Steve carries, no, Steve has three guitars and a ukulele, but he never seems to remember to bring them. That's kind of like us. Now, Larry,
2: he says he brings (laughs) a drum set. And I, knowing Larry, he's he's funny. (laughs) I, I don't know if he's kidding or if it's true. He also plays trumpet, but doesn't seem conducive to the aura of stressless camping i don't know
1: ah, Lori says there's always room for ukulele bill wanted to know what what did you want to know bill
0: does a Bluetooth speaker count? Yes. I think so, because you
1: <laughs> usually get good music out of that. That's right. <laughs> Better <laughs> than I'll ever play. Yeah, <laughs> including
0: great music
2: from our now newly departed friend, oh, Jimmy Buffett. that's right. That Last was... night, it was so coincidental. We were playing all this Jimmy Buffett music, and then this morning we find out he passed away. So, fins up, buddy.
1: Yeah. Felicia said she has taken her cello and her husband has taken his auto harp. A cello is no joke.
2: No. uh, Well, I guess a bagpipe is no joke, right? right?
1: She said she's taken the cello when camping preceded a rehearsal or performance or a workshop. And she can play it with a music stand in place inside their 22-foot camper. But she says, then I block the kitchen and bathroom area. (laughs) It's like having a third person in the RV, but she won't move if asked. (laughs) she says her husband played his auto heart for heritage days at a corps of engineers campground that's really cool that's
2: really cool you can always answer those questions or weigh in with your own questions or get answers from a really friendly community at stressless campers Our newly renamed but ever popular facebook group
1: still fun and friendly
2: that's still fun we could and friendly. call
1: it the fun and friendly stressless campers yeah. facebook group and <laughs> we only dropped one name then <laughs> so what
2: is our question this week
1: this week i was just curious have you traveled in a kind of a caravan road trip like we are
2: Yeah, that's a good question. And you can answer that on Facebook at Stressless Campers, which is linked on our website at www.stresslesscamping.com. And in the hamburger menu, you'll find links to all the places where we are social. So come and join us wherever you are. We're probably there too.
1: Also in the hamburger menu, you can find in the contact us a place to sign up for the newsletter.
2: Did you know that this month, if you are a new subscriber to the Stressless Camping weekly email newsletter, you have already been entered in a chance to win a Airgear RV Tire Changing Kit. All you have to do is sign up for our newsletter if you haven't, and that's all it takes, and someone buddy is going to get notification that they got the air gear tire changing kit and that will be in our weekly newsletter
1: so that's all we do is we send a once a week newsletter we don't you know sell your name to anybody we don't try to spam you we send you links to videos and podcasts and whatever news that we find that might be helpful in your stressless camping experience
0: yep to help you be a stressless camper to help yeah. you
1: be a stressless camper you might notice we're a little rough because we did not have our we script in front of notes. us today we don't have any notes so what do we say next you guys <laughs> <laughs> come on you know this as well as oh, we do. <laughs> heck,
2: well it's just a pleasure to be here with you all bill it has been an absolute joy it these sure past has. few Thank weeks you. to travel with you i i it's hope been we really do it again. great
0: i it's Better than I could have imagined. I
2: hope we do it again. Well, there was some suggestion of us doing a pub crawl tour. So that's right. Who knows what's coming down the road? (laughs) Well, that's what we have for you this week. And again, if you would be so kind, if you haven't yet, don't forget to write a review on whatever podcast catcher you are using. That really helps them know that people are listening and that means they tell others about us if you've already done that don't forget you can share any content on our website with your friends or people you don't like whatever suits you (laughs) but that also helps too and we sincerely appreciate your being with us again here this week and
1: happy camping
2: we hope you learned a lot and had some fun, and got
0: some tips for your next stress-less camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!